From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome in, everybody. Hour number two, The Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live this morning out here at the Starall Barrier Festival. In beautiful Plant City, Florida. We're just a little bit south of the Aston Farms Pavilion out here in the uh, far uh, west side of the Strawberry Festival. Where all the rednecks hang out. Yeah, because there's trucks. There's yeah. four trucks and there's cabs. Heavy equipment, yeah. four-wheelers. And there's uh, the FFA trailer right across from us. Pork we'll trailer. Cooking some pork a little bit later on. Uh, but today, if you didn't know, Start of the youth season in the northern area for the rest of the state, I should say. Today, uh, the kids are out in the woods for the turkey hunt. And it looks like our buddy Chuck was out there this morning. Had a gobbler come in, a big old boy, uh, about 17 years, uh, seventeen yards away. And the kid he was hunting with, swinging a miss. Swinging a miss. But well, he said that's the heartbreak of hunting with a kid, man. But, you know, live and learn. Day's kid, not over. I, there's... Grown adults that miss dang turkey. Seventeen yards though, man. That's a that's Trust a tough me, one. That's, that's a, a chip tough shot. one. I remember Larry Swindle's Osceola, and I thought I was going to have to get a defibrillator for him, but that was another yeah. story. Why? Because he missed it? Oh no, he didn't miss him. The guy we were hunting with was a gentleman by the name of Greg Gordon, and let's just say you get what you pay for with him. He liked uh, he called the turkey in from three hundred and fifty yards away across a pasture. And then made my dad sit there for another five minutes, you know, uh, and watch it strut around all the decoys before he shot it. Yeah. Nice. Well, before uh, we got on to the uh, break, we were talking about some of the rule changes that are going to be happening in the state of Florida. We haven't even got to what it's going to happen to non-residents that are here, but we're talking about residents, you know, people hunting here in our own state and what it's going to take for us to – Make our deer hunting uh, a little more pleasurable and a little more productive well, for well, some people. So, well, I will say this: to answer, but, to kind of go, oh, he's been to on give the you a general idea of how many uh, licenses were sold in the state of Florida in 2017. Is Bill George? They do have the paid license hunters, uh, like you have a lifetime resident license, is 190,526 current paid. Uh, lifetime hunting license. I guess I don't know. If lifetime are, license? Yeah, I don't know wow. if that's active or if that's just overall sales. But currently, there's three hundred sixty-seven thousand two hundred and seventy-seven uh, residential hunting license sold in the state of Florida. So let's just round it up with the seniors and half the kids. A million. Half a million. So that's not too bad. Well, you can't do kids, but people yeah. who have a. a what do you mean you can't say? What he's well, saying is, I'm saying lessons. round it up. You got to around four and some change. I added in the old guys and the young guys because we have no clue. We how have no many clue there they are. are. So you round them up. It's so about, half a million. About a half so a million. If everybody was to half a million, and not all those. Now keep in mind, people bought hunting license not to go deer hunting. May have been for just strictly a dove hunt, yeah. uh, turkey hunt, or just sportsman's licenses sold. Period. Yeah. Well, you might if you how many deer tags were sold. None. We don't no, have no, a tag no. system. There, we do have a deer tag or deer permit 
it, it, what it used it, to be a stamp that went on your license, but yeah, it's called tags and permit. This is all the things. Yeah, with but tags we want to permits. know how many were sold. Seventeen thousand three hundred thirty-four tags, permits, and stamps. Does those include your management stamp? So then now, but I was my sportsman's gold, so it's but, all covered. So it's all big, no big deal. But uh, my question was, and that's one of the ones that was raised on our discussion on social media. Was uh, fawn recruitment is low here in the state of Florida. It takes 10 does to get one racked buck. And I said, how do you know that without the numbers? I said, how do you, how do you come up with that conclusion if you don't have the harvest numbers from private land and all management areas that you go to? And Chuck uh, actually came back and says, we know uh, from that the numbers of deer studies done all across the state, both in private and public lands, there are at least four studies over the last 50 years that have studied just that and come up with similar results. I have never heard of any of these studies whatsoever where they came up with any kind of uh, deer numbers in the state yeah. of Florida. Well, if you if you go, there was a great big study down in South Florida on the deer, and that study looked at the what's doing the predate, you know, what the predators are that are killing the deers and that includes people and what the recruitment rate was and it was a massive study i know that study was done i don't i i that area of the state is so skewed from the from the northern panhandle part you know i'm not aware of any that was done up at the panhandle but i'm not down there at that level on deer management but if you go and you call fwc Corey is the state deer biologist, and I'm sure he would, uh, if you called him up, take the time to try to explain it to you, or possibly even come on to talk about it. Well, well yeah, that would be a good one, but I, I found a report that I looked up and found a report that I put up for Chuck and said, this is a good read, you ought to read this one, and I never got anything back. But uh, the thing was, is there was a study that was done by a biologist where 380 does were taken legally from four different areas in Florida. In two of the four areas, uh, uh, Tostahatchee State Preserve, uh, Eglin Air Force Base, uh, where hunting's not allowed, two Camp Blanding wildlife management areas, Rottenburg wildlife management area. More than 90% of the does collected were pregnant, but the gender of the fetuses they carried differently significantly. In the hunted areas... Males made up 57% of the pregnancies compared to only 39% in the off-limit regions. And the does from hunted areas were also far more likely to be carrying twins, 38% compared to only 14% uh, described in the findings of the Journal of Wildlife Management. So when there's pressure put on the does, is what they're saying, they produce more bucks. And when they're not, they well. Don't and a lot of times, and here's the thing: you got to look at with that. A lot of times, when you're in a heavily hunted area or a heavily pressured area, your does are not going to produce multiple, ba- and they're not going to produce twins or triplets. Well, no, it? that's what that's, it's saying. And that's saying. why no, they're, they're saying they are. Yeah. They are doing that. And the different, they explain the difference between the two groups. Uh, the biologist points out that does reproductive cycles about 72 hours, and the later they breed. During the period, the more likely they are to have a male fetus. In related research, he found that does usually wait for bucks to find them to mate. But in areas where bucks are fewer due to hunting, the bucks will actually move and seek them out. 
Even still, they are less likely to find bucks as quickly as the bucks would ordinarily find them in non-hunted regions. Hence, they breed later, and the gender of their offspring is more often male, and that's what they're, they're coming to. That's their conclusion. Well, but my question I would have for them, too, though, is if they are having multiple babies, how many of them are they raising off? Are they raising both of them? Are they raising one? Are they? Well, you know what? We don't ever get a chance for that because the guy goes out and kills 50 deer a year, and he's shooting button bucks all day. Hmm. So, you know, it's a legal deer. Oh, no, I'm deer. not, ta- I'm not talking about deer. the hunting side of that equation. I'm talking about the mama herself. This is going back to the production side of Jonathan here. Well, that mama has two babies. Does she raise both of those babies, or does she, I mean, that's. Yes, yeah, she's going to raise both of them. Well, of well she's she going will. to try to, but what I'm saying is, is predation, disease. Sure, that may take one. You know, you that's, know I mean, that's what I'm saying. But their study said, which I thought was There's holes in that argument to me. There's, it's fascinating about it is the more pressure you put on, the does produce more bucks. And so the funny thing is, is they're, they're try, like I said at the beginning, nature has a way of balancing itself out. And when there are no more bucks, then nature will produce more bucks. And the problem is those bucks don't get a chance to grow up because you have so many people allowed to go out and kill 189 deer. And if 50% of those or 90% of those, or 100% of those are all button bucks, four points, spike horn, whatever you want to call them, you know, they're not getting a chance to mature and and breed with the does. In areas where they're not hunting, they don't produce as many bucks. That's what it said in the the study. Well, whatever study they're doing, I mean, I don't know, you're wearing me down or or what, but... Uh, as far as conceding and say, all right, I throw in the towel. We'll just go with all this stuff well, that they're going to do. But you, the well, bottom you are going to go with it. I ain't got any choice. Because <laughs> you aren't. But when we come up. back, I want to share something else I just read, and uh, you, we'll see what what they're doing different. That uh, maybe if we do the same thing they're doing, maybe our numbers will increase. We don't care how they do it up north, it Glenn. It's just where everybody seems to be going from the state of Florida to hunt. We are being That's wild. Right. That's Taking a quick funny. break. Brought to you by Brandon Ford G Five Feet and Outdoors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Man, uh, security. Listen, security. Listen, when, oh he's, when, when Braden starts patting Glenn's hand and telling him it's going to be okay, it's a rough break. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, Glenn's over there having a heart attack. Oh okay, and Glenn, go. <laughs> and welcome back. <laughs> Where that security guy? Just seen him drop by. <laughs> oh my goodness! But I will say this, Braden. What? I, I didn't say anything during the break because you two were really going at it hot and heavy with some good. Us discussion. two. There were three but, of us involved in that conversation. Oh my god! I'm saving mine for there. And, uh, sometimes it's better off, but. It was a conversation. We <laughs> no. weren't yelling at each other. We were double G was up. he was already standing up, so it's a it's a good thing. But one of the things I will say, if all of this is said and done, as Bill pointed out before the break, I have no choice but to go with it because it is the new law that's going to be taking place uh, in the state of Alabama. Uh, the total number of licenses sold last year or in 2017 was 587,686. In Georgia, and only re- bringing these up because they are our neighboring states, they sold 1,458,621 licenses. And when you look at those numbers, you're thinking, my goodness, is there really that many deer there for them to have 10 deer on their license in the state of Georgia? And the people that I get to talk to, 
they fill their dough tags pretty quick yep. in the state of Georgia, but yet year after year the numbers are still uh, sustainable to continue the current licensing. I, I got a question for you. Yes. You, you've grown a, a uh, garden before, right? Absolutely. Yes. I got one I'm fixing to plant now. But okay. If you turned around and I planted a garden and I just tilled up ground, didn't do anything other than till it up here, and I went up to Georgia and I tilled up an acre there, what do you think the yield of the acre at your place is versus the acre in Georgia? It's going to be a lot. It's still going to be good because they're they're planting the crop a little more than I would be, the density, the amount of food. However, they do have the deer. I'm that talking come about in the and, yield of the crop. One acre of land here just tilled up and planted, or one acre of land You're saying up the there. quality of the ground. The exactly. quality of the nutrition in the ground yeah. is what is being transferred to the animals, and they do produce better up there. Well, I, I don't know about that because you still. Well, that's what I'm telling you. You're still producing the same. you got to have the, the same soils to produce your crop to get the best yield out of it. And. Here in the state of Florida versus in the state of Georgia, for instance, a lot of those farmers, they lease out that property to for somebody to come and do their hunting. And, and they still have the tags that the state gives them to help manage the deer population. So you got you got the, the farmers taking care of what they can. You got a leaseholder coming up on an annual basis and taking what they can take. And yet they still seem to be producing enough deer to sustain the same amount of harvesting year after year. Well, because they have better soil. If I, if <laughs> your, your pH he's, is he's still got, got a point. A, I, mean, we, I mean, we've, that, we've talked about this. Well, they're the, producing the a little here. different crop. If you're producing, yeah, you're uh, producing bean, pigs uh, and they're producing the deer. Peanuts, the peanuts got a good protein, higher protein in it, so the deer's going to have a little bit better quality of antlers, uh, maybe body size. And pregnancy and feeding uh, their their fawns. But look, the state of Florida, how much farming is taking place? There's a lot of farming in this area in central Florida still taking place. And they're the ones who have all the doe tags to go out and shoot all the dang does. They're not leasing out their properties to hunters. They're keeping it for their family And they go out and shoot. What's nothing wrong with that? They shoot 70, 80, 100 doe a year, all year round, not just during hunting season. But, Bill, on that same note, the number of residential licenses sold in the state of Georgia, 1,296,000. So there's still a million hunters in the state of Georgia, plus the out-of-state people that are going to Georgia to do some hunting as well. Correct. And have leases there. Well, because, because you have more land that is open to hunting in the state of Florida. If you look at acreage available for you to go out there and hunt in the state of Georgia, you're probably a lot more land that's available than in the state of Florida. They have 162,356 out-of-state license sold in 2017, and I want to think half of that or two-thirds of that has got to be Florida residents because I know a lot of people uh, in Georgia. go to Georgia. But, but why would you go to Georgia when it is so much more expensive than Florida? Uh, because, because you're going for the 240-some deer here. When you, because the numbers. Male deer. <laughs> male, male, male deer. deer. You know yeah. what I hear? Here's what I hear. Florida woods are just too thick. Uh, you got to go through all them thick palmettas. Uh, the, the, the managed lands are not really managed as good as they once were. Uh, they don't have as many controlled burns as they used to have. That is true. So, that, therefore, people don't like to walk through a scrubby oak bottom 
uh, with a lot of tall palmettas well, or a lot of swampy lands with a lot of water can, moccasins. Can I say my two cents on it? The reason that a lot of people go to Georgia is for the same reason me and you drive 18 hours to go to Illinois, that they're killing – 140 to 160 inch bucks on a regular basis. Well, that now. too, but also they also have a very generous doe allotment. So you that, can go no, they there have a management shoot. program. Exactly, but you know, if you're living in Florida, and you're, like Bill George pointed out, you can go out and shoot 180 something bucks. Uh, you know, if you want to call well, uh, a buck, I, buck a buck, but you can't shoot any does. Last season. Well, I mean, if you can't shoot any does, and I can go to Georgia and shoot 10 of them. I can put a bow on it and tie everybody's points together here. Georgia is the perfect example of what Florida's trying to do. And it's just like I said to you guys during the break with QDMA. My problem is, is somebody who takes the time to manage his property, do things that I need to do and everything else. QDMA was not – listen to everybody, turn your radios up when I say this. QDMA was not put out there to grow large antlers. QDMA was started in Texas when deer were still a staple in everybody's diet because they wanted to grow bigger-bodied deer yeah. to yield more meat. meat yeah. Guess what, folks? When you let the babies grow up, they get bigger horns. That's a side effect. When you feed Jonathan as a 14-year-old all the food he can eat, then he turns into the 18-year-old stud that he became back in the day. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. It's that. not, it's, you know, it's not. I need some supporting <laughs> so, evidence of that. So well, if we're going to go with a deer analogy. Anyway. He's on the downhill well, slide yeah, now. But yeah, there you go. I'm, 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 the, I'm in the six-year-old category, and my teeth are getting worn down. But you get Saggy what I'm trying. Belly. Yeah, there you go. You get what I'm trying to say. But it's like Thick that's. Neck. It's just like I was saying to y'all during the break, and I hear it in the archery shop all the time. When they came out with antler restrictions, I've been on property after property after property where people have done antler restrictions, and you see. That fast, you see, or when you let that four only, point, or only if you have a large piece of property, no, and or your neighbors are in a similar exactly that, that does help a lot. And I think a lot of the animosity that you see on social media is from a guy who uh, may be restricted to only being able to hunt management area and feels left out because he looks across that field onto somebody's private land and sees these monster bucks and all these does over there that are staying away from the management area because of the fact that guys like Jonathan or anybody else are putting in the time, spending their own money and their own hours and tractor and all that other stuff, growing nutrition, growing but food. But he's in a different category. I, I, I understand well, no, that. But, but the unless guy, I put, put up guy, an eight-foot fence, that but, guy that's in that management area has got just as much chance of killing that buck as I do. If it jumps I mean, over the fence, yes. No, I, uh, if he's going to. You just, I mean. Yeah. But, if, but if, you know what, if they're still serving, uh, you know, free lobster no. over here at the restaurant. No, 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 And there's no, nothing no. over here but sand and gristle, I'm no, going to stay no, over no. here. You know, because eventually there's some woman but, over yeah, here. Exactly. Gonna pull a exactly for seventy-two hours. <laughs> exactly. So you got three days to try to maybe get him and pop him over there. So you got to live in the woods. Well, I don't mean to fire hose the audience of, uh, of really going through this thing over and over, but it goes right back to really the basic point of your listening to the social media comments that are being made, your your conversations that you've taken place on the air and off. Is that when the state says, "Okay, we're going to do the five, and you could shoot." technically 180 plus deer a year why put a number on it to start with and without having uh supporting mm-hmm. you just go no, out and no, 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 no. please report your deer this year no 
you and don't understand. That I, wasn't, I understand. It wasn't a sustainability issue for the quota. That had zero to do with it. The reason for it was to try to take harvest away from a certain percentage of people and make that harvest available to people who were not harvesting. Right now, our hunter well, I can't recruit- help it if you don't right have good now, hunting technique. No, right now, our hunter recruitment You had a rate- bad instructor growing up or whatever the case may wow. be. Don't penalize me because you, can't, you go out there and you spend – 50 hours in the woods this year, and I go out and spend 10 hours in the woods, and I take five deer, and you only take one. That's not my problem. You're hunting in the wrong place, or you're not doing something right. Well, you the, need to come hunt with idea, me, and I'll show you the techniques. The idea Some ideas. was to, to protect a certain number of deer and increase the success rate up to at least 50% of the hunters are at least taking one deer. And the reason why is because of recruitment and trying to get people out there so they don't get discouraged. And end up like uh, what you just pointed out, where they've spent 50 hours in the woods and all they saw was does and couldn't shoot one well, of them. Well, you can't shoot them either way on management land, apparently. Hopefully well, in so. three years they'll change that. So it was not a sustainability well, issue. That was not the purpose of what we did. Well, then don't put a number on it. You have to start with a number. No, you don't. We are big and wild outdoors. <laughs> Taking a quick break. Put the camera up. I don't think that Glenn's on board with this whole five deer thing. I'm on board with a thing, but I just don't like the fact that you're going to put a number on it right off the get-go. We'll be right back. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Only one white. (laughs) And welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Is it 10 o'clock yet? Y'all got my heart rate going. <laughs> I tell you, this show was going to be like this roller coaster in front of us, ups and downs. But, Bill George, just to answer your question, I accepted those terms and conditions when I traveled out of the state of Florida. If the state of Florida would uh, do better management on their properties, then it may be a different tune. But until then. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, come on. Home. Come on now. What do you mean by man- you mean on management? You were hunting on managed properties. Care- taking care of the, the landscape itself. Uh, doing all the stuff that's required like Jonathan was doing to make the habitat more sustainable and produce uh, more a quality uh, a herd of deer or healthier deer. But You mean things like keeping uh, UTVs and all that stuff from riding around, just joyriding around on management areas and things like that? I don't even think During that's the night a big and, issue. You know, pushing all that stuff that don't around. don't hurt nothing. And, and all that kind of good stuff? It's like a tractor. They get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, how many times have you had them come out and look at you while you're riding a tractor? Exactly. Uh, what the heck is that? Yeah. Say UTV. Are you going to do any turkey this year, Bill George, uh, other than just out? Uh, are you doing anything on the lease that you and Glenn are currently uh, members of or no? I may I may take a ride out there with my wife at some point. I'll primarily. Why are you me- keeping that one just for her and not taking her out to boys camp out there and uh Oh, you got to keep Mama the, happy. Let me yeah. let me tell you why I'm going to take her out there and not out to Green Swamp. And there's one reason. The time of day in which you hunt the swamp right now, you have to be done by one. My wife is not going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to yep. go take a ride to be there sitting in the dark waiting for a turkey to gobble. Now, that's a good that's, guy right that's there. Not he knows thing. his clientele. If I, if <laughs> I, if, if, that's not going to happen, I, you know, okay? But if you turn around and I can hunt the lease after 1 o'clock, then I'll go out there with her and potentially try and harvest a turkey out there with her. But as far as uh, just going out there, 
I'll hunt the swamp. I'll hunt Richland. I was in Richland last night um, looking for some sign. Did you so, have any luck? In Richland? Yeah, did you hear I can't anything? harvest anything. No, I'm <laughs> talking about did you have anything in the roosting? Did you, did you I, find anything? I did anything? not. I never heard a gobble. I never heard a gobble, and I did not He's see He's trying a, to pry Braden's fishing spot yeah, out no, of him. No, now he's I, trying no, to find yeah, out your really. turkey spot. I, if I was going to Richland, I already know from years, years ago hunting in oh, there. Oh, yeah. It, things have changed, I'm sure, since oh, I was it's, last there. It's changed unbelievably. But there, it wouldn't from, be hard for me to pick up a couple of places where from, I would go and try. From last week to this week, the water level actually dropped considerably mm-hmm. in there. Uh, we have had a very wet period out there. Uh, all and, over. And, all over. And I saw water levels drop significantly in the last week. Some of what you used to be able to walk, drive around and easily see turkey tracks on a dirt road, some of that's been very challenging because that dirt is actually so hard backed that you're looking for toe marks, little toe claw marks, not for a footprint. Yeah. And, and so just – for the average person riding around, like it's that. a little bit more challenging. Um, last night while I was out there, some of the roads have been driven on enough where it was dry that it got a little bit of sandiness to it, and so you were able to more easily be able to pick up some turkey tracks. So, But didn't hear any at all. I did not hear one. Last weekend on Sunday I went out, and I did hear a couple gobbles. So... Uh, they're gone by now. Bobcats have got them. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talking about that, though, I do know a place on March 23rd that will be selling a turkey hunt. Where's that? The Beast Feast. Oh, the Beast Feast. That's March 23rd. I better write that into yeah, my we calendar better, here. I need to because I need to make sure the kids are going to be ready for that it, one. It is on the events talk about? I've already got y'all rooms uh, I'm talking and about on my well, personal what, uh, Yeah, but I don't have it on the, uh, the thingamahopper. It is got rooms, on so. bigandwild.com slash events. Go out to the events page, and you can see the Beast Feast there. March 23rd? Is yes, that what sir. you're saying? Yeah. You better be going. Let's, I got you a room. Well, I'm, d- Dude, I'm hey, going. I just don't make be sure looking I, at me. I got you a room, too. No, don't be looking at me. It's turkey season, baby. <laughs> I, hey, the room is available. Okay? You're not going to go? You're not going to be I, there for I, I got news for you. Next weekend, I am AWOL. I am not going to be present. Well, I may not be with, I'll be out with you, too, Bill, but I'll be in a different spot. Are you You're guys both be, not going to be here next weekend because uh, of turkeys? Yes. Uh, I'm you know, gonna, public sells those things. You know what? You probably it'd probably be a lot easier to get those here. <laughs> yeah, but they don't get uh, get I, you as excited. Listen, listen, just just word of advice when it comes to hunting private land. Make sure if you are hunting a turkey, if you emit a turkey sound in any way, try to coax a turkey near you. Make sure you are at least a hundred yards away. Line of sight from a feeder. It doesn't say line of sight. No, line of sight. It doesn't say it, but it's line of sight. There we go again well, with. What stuff. do you mean it doesn't say? It I, says a hundred yards. Every game I always heard hundred yards. Every game worn I talk I've to says line of sight. I, I've heard hundred hundred yards and out of sight. Oh, now nope, Bill George nope. is standing up. Oh, so, this is going to so get bad. I, so, Jonathan, if I was to take my uh, ground blind and just put it around that feeder. Then it's not in my sight no more. Well, see, I would say that too, but they (laughs) don't think the same way we do. Listen, the law says Says 100 100 yards. yards. I don't care how you measure it. You better not be within 100 yards. As the crow flies. 
Well, as a crow flies. Yes. All right, now that we're done with that, the Beast Feast uh, is going to be out there. <laughs> they don't have feeders out there at the Beast oh, Feast. Yes, I will do. say that uh, the Beast Feast is uh, public. Public is invited. You can come out there. Of course, tickets aren't free for that. So and the ticket prices have dropped. So you got to go to uh, what? Do you remember the website? It's the FFA. What's that it's place the called? Florida F- the Florida FFA. You can go to the Leadership Training Centers site, and they have them available there. LTC. Yeah. LTC. They're available at Arrowhead Archery, Southside, Heralds. Just all over the state, all over the counties, got them. Jonathan, what is that? What is that for? What is the Beast the Feast actually? Beast do? Feast is for the Florida FFA. It's for the LTC. Uh, the LTC is a. Uh, you guys have all been there. The LTC is basically it's kind of a resort, air quotes that you could hold business functions. You can vacation there. You can just anything you want to do. It's a beautiful place. They and got a sporting clays uh, sporting tra- clays trail out there. They got. Uh, you guys are going to do the turkey hunt, hunt out there that day. We're doing the turkey hunt, and I, and I can say this: they are starting to have an invasion of the flat, round-nosed, lovely four-legged animals that we just enjoy so much on the show. Uh huh. And so while you're out turkey hunting, we could be out hog hunting. Uh, good possibility. All right. So there, so, are, there are two one-and-done feeders out there going right now with uh, another one or two on the so way. Take so. that, Bill George. And uh, Glenn, and that's probably well. Glenn be will be there, that, but Bill George won't. That that will Glenn probably shoot be a hog if he saw him, anyways. <laughs> Why couldn't <laughs> yeah, he? Can. Why couldn't he? He could. What I'm saying is, yeah. he's not excluded if he's out there. Jonathan, speaking of the one and Duns, do you have those in stock? We still have a few of the 30s. We have some of the 55s, and I've got a couple you know, of the big boys. You only They're, you only ask that when you want one. Listen. No, it's uh, <laughs> like so you ever notice that, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe I'll swing by a little bit later. <laughs> well, Courtney's looking to get a get, get her one for her area that she hunts because she's tired of uh, me messing. That one old feeder we have is not really a, a reliable uh, working situation. So it'll be up on the, eBay by next weekend. So no. look for that. The there and there was a guy turned around the other night. Asking about, hey, he has a problem with squirrels. What can he do to help turn around and save himself from having squirrels keep dumping on one and done feeder out? And that's what I posted. Get a one and done. Yeah, pretty much done. Uh, you don't have to worry about They're squirrels now, or now, rhinos. And I'm trying to get Jeff and them to add it into the advertisement. Now hurricane proof, along with bear proof and varmint proof and everything else. <laughs> say it was the only thing that held that tree in place. <laughs> hey, literally, no joke. Saved one tree with a one and done. No joke. Dad made this comment to me. He goes, you know, you found three. I haven't dove into the swamp yet totally. But like Dad said, he goes, every one of the tree, every one of the feeders you found, the tree is standing upright with no problems. So, one and done. Buy them to protect your trees. <laughs> one on every tree. I was going to say one on every tree. Well, now, the, the Beast Feast, uh, it starts, if I remember right, it's like 11 o'clock. I think the feed starts where you 11, come in it's there. 11 is when the dinner starts. They have the silent auction, the tickets this year. They went from $75 to $25. Wow. That's so, nice. Why such a big reduction? And just More room? More availability? The, a little bit of everything. And More plus food? The, one of the biggest things was is everybody was coming with a $75 ticket, which, of course, my sister's texting me and helping me out with this. The, the money goes back to help FFA members across the state of Florida. Right. So that's, I mean, you're helping out a great cause and a great organization. Well, I can tell you as somebody who 
was looking for information about posting it up on the events page that you turn around to find the information is tough. What it costs, what it, you know, yes. it, it's challenging. They do not, uh, you know, I think they could have a little bit better market. I'll hook, I'll hook you up with. You're not going to be there anyway, so quit I your know. complaining. Mister. He might be for twenty five dollars, twenty five bucks. <laughs> Swing by. Well, I tell you what, Gold Corral ain't got nothing on us. You will definitely get your uh, money's worth when it comes to the food portion of that, for sure. I mean, and of course, uh, maybe the pool will be open again this year. Kids won't get out of it. And then there's fishing also along the lake. Guns, so fishing rods, all kinds of stuff. It'll be great. we got to take a quick break, you guys. Stay with us. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, broadcasting live. Come and see us at the Strawberry Festival. Free money. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live out here this morning. Beautiful day, beautiful morning out at the Strawberry Festival. If you're on your way out here this morning, uh, pack lightly. Maybe bring a little umbrella for a little sunshade because a little bit later on we're going to be up in the 80s. I know it was like 20 below zero day before yesterday, but today it's going to be like Florida, the 85. only state you can experience all four seasons at one day. In three I, days. I got up and went to go to work, and my windshield was covered in ice. Isn't that crazy? It was two days it ago. Like, and today we're going to be in the uh, low 80s out here yeah. all over the place. So lots of people are going to be on the roads today, going to be headed out to the beach, headed to Daytona. Got the uh, bike races and everything going on over there. Motocross tonight and uh, today at the Strawberry Festival, I don't know who's singing tonight. Who's singing? Do you know, G? You don't know? Well, find out. Do something. Jeez. So, uh, uh, Bill George in the blues band. So we're going to be out here uh, <laughs> hanging out till. I know the baby parade's going on right now. It, what? All I see is FFA my people niece, coming my, around. My, my, the, the lovely young lady that stopped by here and talked to us, my a.k.a. my niece, first maid of the court, is over there right now. Is the only reason that they weren't able to come on the show with us. Oh, very nice. Well, uh, so a lot of stuff going on out here today. Uh, I don't know what you guys got planned, but uh, I'm going out going fishing later on this afternoon. Well, you're doing something great. I'm glad to hear uh, that. What are you going to be doing? Uh, well, I'm I got a tractor at the house, so I'm going to finish doing some yard work, get my my garden ready to plant, and uh, then are you going to fertilize it? it, No, I already sent it off for the uh, University of Florida. It came back. uh, I was just, uh, I think it was 6.5 and my... 6.4 Six point four is what it came back, dude. All I don't Glenn have to do anything, but just, all you Glenn mean you has take to do, pH samples? Yes, absolutely. That actually works. It all does. Glenn has to do is go over to the side of that lake with a backhoe and shovel out about uh, yeah, three I'm yards bring a of dirt. Trailer and get me a couple loads of that. Three yards of dirt and put it on <laughs> Come there. On, I actually got some. That thing will grow redwoods if you put a seed in there on that soil, man. I've never seen something grow so fast in my life. When this lake went down low. Uh, well, it was, the nutrients. It was, it was a there. mud. It was a mud bank for day one. Come back three days later, and it was a beautiful field of grass. I mean, it was like turn the cows loose and let them graze. That's when you burn it. It turned <laughs> up right up. But um, uh, I don't know. I'm fishing today. You're going to be working. What are you doing? You going to the shop today? Yes, uh, I will actually be at the shop today. What so. shop would that be? Arrowhead Archery. Oh, really? Really? You have a shop, Arrowhead Archery. I yes. would have never known that. Yes. But but next weekend, no, Braden. I uh, hate to do that to you, but. Um, I'm I'm going to go do some turkey hunting Shark. Shark. Saturday morning. Shark. Wait a minute. 
Well, I got, where, hey, are you, where are you going hey, next weekend? I, I got you. I'm waiting I, on a tractor to be fixed, so I'll probably be here. Saturday, Thanks, Jonathan. Saturday, Instead of being March up there cleaning 9th. up. Saturday, March 9th, Battle of the Bands, free with gate admission. So you got that. And then Keith Sweet. Sweat. Sweat. Did you just say sweet? Sweet, sweat. <laughs> I, hey. Oh, my gosh. Whoever that dude is. Oh, my God. Keith Sweat, that's You're baby making me. music. You're hey. killing me, man. No mercy. $30 ticket starting at 730. But, so that's tonight at the Strawberry Festival. But, but the Battle of the Bands at 330 this <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> free with gate admissions. <laughs> oh, God. That's here at the Strawberry Festival. At the Strawberry Festival. You might want to preface that oh. with just announcing, hey, by the way, on the 9th. That is today, by the way. You asked. Yeah, yeah, but where? You know, it might help people kind of narrow down the location a little bit, do oh that kind of stuff. Gosh. So next weekend, are you out too? You turkey hunting next I weekend? I am out. So you and Glenn are going to be out palling around on the lease? Is that no, where you're going to be? I won't be in the, I'm going to be somewhere in a swamp. Yeah, he's, he's going to Are you going to the lease? Yeah, I'm going to go up there. and. You never know. I could be anywhere. Oh, my gosh, Bill George. Yeah, he'll but be here. Around. I'm going to guess Richlump since you've been out there scouting so many times. Well, that, that is where I have my permit my, for. But I have options. I have options. I could be on I could be on private land. I could be in Richlump. I could be paired up with somebody in Green Swamp. I got I got options. My uh youngins are out spring break Mine starting too. starting next Saturday, so let's just say Next that, Saturday, I thought it was this coming week. No, they're out my 17th through the 22nd is when ours are out. Or all whatever. Out During week. turkey season. Yeah, exactly. That's why my daughter's going to get a full six days of probably three days up there with dad in the Ooh. woods cleaning up. And then let's just say we might take a day or two and go over and spend the day with Dee Dee at the ranch before we go to. Dude, I never want to hear BC. you complaining how you have to be at the shop on a Saturday ever again in my life. <laughs> never, ever, ever. Hey. Because Monday, is the first... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, me and my daughter are going to be in the woods up in Blunt Sound. Okay. The crud out but of this turkey. is the first Saturday in a long line of Saturdays that I haven't had a chainsaw. Well, uh, that is true. piece of equipment. Drive a piece of <laughs> Let's go there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go whoa, whoa, there. Whoa, whoa. You like that. Jonathan, any sales going on this turkey season? Anything? <laughs> any uh, broadheads uh, at the archery store there that you have? Anything going on? Yes, Jonathan. What would you li- What would you like to sell before you head out up to Bloodstown? That's what I got Sean for. Uh, no, we've got. Well, he needs to call in. Any today? Anything special for today's listener? Oh, we just got the usual. I mean, we've got all the broadheads you need. We've got the arrows. We've got whatever you want. Whatever you need, we got it. So, a man, a few words. It's yeah. a, hey, you want to kill a turkey? Come to the hey, bank shop. Arrow, yeah. Arrowhead. I mean, that's the thing with us at Arrowhead. Everybody knows with us is we try to stay on the well, says on the cutting edge, but we're also that shop uh, that if uh, it works, we keep carrying it. Okay. So. I, I got. I want to go back to Beast Feast again for a second. You're gonna auction off a turkey hunt. Yes, sir. At the Beast Feast, which you be, don't need. So why even film no, no, for no. television? Okay, and and you you're gonna look to film that. Last year. There was one auctioned off. Mm-hmm. How much? What was the winning bid when it auction finished? Uh, between two and twenty five hundred. Okay, which is still cheaper. Okay, still cheaper than most Osceola turkey hunts. That, Three grand hey, is average. Okay, but not only that. That includes room, board, and okay. I feed that's, you that's, and take care of you while you're here too. 
Okay, that's all I'm saying is you get for pampered. those people who want to complain about having a high quality place to go hunt. Right now, it's a hard pl- thing to find is an Osceola turkey. There, you're generating money. It, it's you're it's, helping out the FFA. You, you're helping out the FFA. You get a turkey hunt. It's a high quality hunt. Yes, you know. And on top of that, like I said, you're staying on the property. We feed you. We take care of you. You're, I mean. You are a TV star for the for the, those three days, which hopefully we'll get it done in a couple of days, and you'll be good to go. That's, hey, man, out of any package and, that you're going to find in the state of Florida, that's probably one of the best and, the and one, reasonable ones you could ever get. That, that was and why I wanted to circle and back. And that's there. almost, I mean, that literally, I'm going to well, right now I'll you step try out to say, find a place that you can go book a hunt with somebody, you're you know, you're, yeah, you're pooched. By this time, yeah. Uh, but I will say that where you're going to be hunting out there on that property, I'm going to say I'll give it a low and, number, 95% success rate. And, and we kill, we well, I'll put it this way. We had one out of two last year, and the only reason we didn't get two out of two is the the bird didn't get close enough with the crossbow, with the weapon of choice. That's so, it? Yeah. Shotgun, it was a done deal all day. And the other thing – this year that we are offering with this hunt for everybody out there, uh, Carson, the guys will be there with the TV show. So if you buy the hunt this year, you can take the hunt this year. But if you cannot do the hunt this year, this will roll over into next year. So you can buy the hunt this year and go ahead and make your plans and get your ducks in a row and you can go next year. Well, so, that's very accommodating of you. That's pretty nice because next year – Chances are uh, Osceola turkey hunts will be even more expensive. <laughs> right now, uh, liter- you literally. The, you remember the days when you could go out and shoot an Osceola with a guide for about 300 bucks? <laughs> remember those <laughs> days? Remember that? But, you know, it's like, ah, $300, just pay for my gas and get me out there. Now, one day, maybe get a chance to get one, $3,000. The, the That's average cost. You remember Murray, the big guy that was at the Florida Sportsman and all that, helps me out at a lot of shows, yep. lives over Let's just say that he got his hands on some mossy oak property last year that he gets the guide hunts on. He put ten hunts out there for about like you're saying the two thousand two to three thousand dollar mark. Uh, he had all ten hunts sold in a day and a half, and booked. And he's already got half of them for next year booked already. That's crazy. I mean, I, I understand living here. You you kind of uh, oblivious to. Uh, the fact that they are so only coveted. place you can get one. They're so coveted, but that tells me if you're selling out that fast, I'm going to say probably 80 percent of those guys were trying to get their world slam that's or, it, their, that's or their grand slam, and that's why they they jump in there as quick as they do. Because for Floridians here, you know, they're like Bill George. They go spend the time, go check out Rich Loam or Croom or anywhere else that they need to go to to go see if they can get it done. And for sure, they look around and go. Man, there's just, there's just no way I can see myself spending that kind of money. So it's got to be for that for that world or Grand Slam. I tell you what, Disney's missing out on a great opportunity because they can make about $1.7 million <laughs> just off the turkey hunts alone on their property because there are literally world records on that property. Yeah. Multiple, multiple thousands of world records yeah. on that property. All right, we got to take a break, you guys. Top of the hour. It's Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5B and Outdoors. And the great folks at Brandon Ford. Come and see us at Strawberry Festival. 